Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to entangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey guys, it's your girl Kate here, and guess what? We have a fun bonus episode today on the podcast. Surprise! I actually partnered up with one of my favorite podcasters, Star Burrow. She has an incredible podcast called The Confident Single Woman, and she has amazing episodes, you guys. You have to go check out the podcast. But today, we're actually going to be playing one of her best episodes of all time. Today's episode is all about how to identify and avoid emotionally unavailable men. Now, what does that mean anyway? How can you tell if someone is emotionally unavailable? What should you do if you realize you're talking to someone who is emotionally unavailable? And what do you say? In this episode, my friend Star answers all of those questions. And just a little pro tip here. If you find yourself constantly confused by the man you're dating or by men that you date, you have to listen to this because it could be that that guy or those guys that you're attracted to are not emotionally available. And for my guys listening to this, this episode is still for you. This episode is going to be a great litmus test to see if you are emotionally available or not. And that's really, really, really helpful. This is not to pull you down. This is not to discourage you. It's to help you rise up. It's to help you grow stronger and to potentially identify some blind spots. By the way, my girl star has an amazing free resource that I want to tell you about. It's called how to break free from the seven most common roadblocks keeping you from love. Such a good bonus. You can go to starburrows.com slash gift. This is how you spell her name. S-T-A-R-R-B-U-R-R-O-U-G-H-S dot com forward slash gift. So if you just go to starburrows.com slash gift, you can get that free download. Okay, guys, let's get into this episode that is all star. I'm so excited how to spot and identify an emotionally unavailable man. Let's go. I'm excited to talk about today's topic about avoiding emotionally unavailable men. Um, And I actually got the idea from uh, women in my Facebook group. So for those of you who are faithful listeners who are even part of the Facebook group, um, thank you, of course, for, for 
been with me for a long time. Um, someone had posted in the Facebook group, which by the way is called the confident single woman. You can just go to Facebook and do a quick search under groups for that name. There's a couple questions for you to answer, and then, um, you can get in that way. Uh, it takes some time for me to um, go through all of those and approve you. So, um, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Um, but in the group, someone posted asking like, Hey, has star done an episode on, um, emotionally unavailable men? And I was like, well, actually, I thought it was so interesting that she asked that. Cause I'm like, that's probably one topic that I haven't focused on. I mean, maybe I have, and I just forgot. I know I talk about it here and there in different episodes, but I don't know if I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if I have, um, done one full episode on that. So I want to touch on that today. And, you know, this is something I talk about, talk, talk with, talk through with my clients. Um, because you do kind of have to be strict. Like when you are in a place where you're ready to get married, like you're ready, right? You're ready. Like I want to get married, right? You, you want to get married. <laughs> um, you're really only looking men, only looking for men who are also ready to get married period. There's like no ifs, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> um, yeah, if you are currently ready to get married, the only match for you is another man who is currently ready to get married. And emotionally unavailable men aren't ready to get married. Um, at the same time, emotionally unavailable men will get married. And especially, if, I do believe when you have God at the center, like anything, almost anything can work. <laughs> um, and there's, I'm sure that there are definitely emotionally unavailable women who get married too, right? So I'm not, I'm not trying to say everything has to be perfect, but for those of you who are currently dating, you are wanting to find um, someone who is emotionally available. So I want to talk about how to identify someone who is unavailable emotionally. Like, what does that look like? How do you even know what to look for? Right. And then I'm going to talk about how to avoid that person. So the first thing I want to talk about is someone who is emotionally unavailable. He won't open up about himself, like the past, present, or future. So I'll kind of describe what that means. Like, well, first I don't, I don't want you to make excuses for that type of behavior because like, think of it like this. If you were going to hang out with a girlfriend or maybe, maybe you're wanting to, maybe it's a coworker and you want to get to know this girl. Um, so you guys are hanging out. Uh, maybe it's a girl from church and you're just grabbing coffee together. You're just kind of, you know, a get to know like, Hey, you seem like a cool, cool girl. Let's grab coffee. So let's say she's sitting in front of you. You're asking her questions. Wouldn't it be kind of weird if she couldn't answer your questions with and share anything personal about herself? Um, you know, I get that girls are more of the talkers than men. Girls are more open than men. Um, girls are going to share more deep information, especially with other girls than men will. I get all of that, but that's not a good enough reason to continue to make excuses for men who cannot open up about themselves at all. So if you would think it would be odd and really weird for a girl that you're just meeting to maybe constantly change the subject. She only gives you a little bit of information and then changes the subject and then asks about you. Cause obviously she's, I've had it before where I'm like, Oh my goodness, just answer my question. Don't answer it with good. Like, just tell me, give me an answer. I've had people like, and it drives me crazy. Like, just answer my question. Stop shifting it back to me. <laughs> um, you know, but say she's always doing that or she really only answers like surface level answers when she can't give you any sort of uh, deeper answer or anything personal. That would be kind of weird. Like you wouldn't necessarily 
maybe you would kind of grab coffee again and maybe pry a little bit more to see who this person is in front of you. But eventually it'd get kind of tiring because you would think this person doesn't really like me or they don't want to open up and it's really too hard to read them. Um, Now, again, I understand that women are more open than men, generally speaking. So women, I think, will make excuses for that type of behavior coming from a man. But you can't keep on making an excuse if a man is not able to share what his desires and dreams are for the future. Every human being has some sort of desire or dream. I'm not saying you're going to get that information on a first date. So I'm not going to, I'm not saying you're going to try to get all deep and talk about all of this really deep, important stuff on a first date, but eventually he's going to have to share some information about his past, present, or future. And if he cannot do that and will not do that in the weeks to come, he's avoiding, he's not sharing himself with you emotionally. He's probably not emotionally available. So, you know, he, maybe maybe he thinks, quote unquote, being a man is a good enough excuse to not share anything with you. But again, he's not an animal. Uh, we are wired for connection, even if there are some men who don't believe that we are humans. Um, we aren't meant to isolate in the wilderness for a lifetime. So that's not how we are created. Uh, we are we are mammals, but we are definitely a much higher form than the animals that um, you know than real animals. Which I feel like this is a, getting to be a little bit. Of, I'm, I'm talking about kind of some weird stuff here. <laughs> My point is that he's a human. So regardless of what kind of excuse he's giving himself for not opening up with you. He is a human meant for relationship. And so I don't want you to continue to make excuses for him as well. Um, At some point, he needs to open up to you past, present, or future, um, and future, really. Okay, number two, um, emotionally unavailable. He, He can't let go of the past. So maybe that's a job loss. Uh, maybe that's uh, unfair, being treated unfairly in his family, um, but more specifically past relationships. So um, when, I, when we're talking about dating and um, moving into a, a relationship and towards marriage, uh, if he is talking, I've had clients tell me this, uh, people in, even in our Facebook group, like if he simply has not moved on from a past relationship, um, then he's not emotionally available. And it's one thing if maybe he's seen a therapist or the relationship was a long time ago and um, he's still walking through some healing and maybe there's certain things in your guys' relationship that is triggering to him or there's still, still some fears that he hasn't dealt with. It is possible that you can get someone who is emotionally available but is realizing that they haven't really dealt with all of their wounds, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but he's willing to work through those wounds with you, um, but more preferably with a therapist. And he's and he he's not just saying that he will. He's not just saying he agrees with you, but you're seeing actual growth from him. Like he's not. Um, he's. He's, you may bring up like, Hey, you've talked about your ex-girlfriend or your ex-wife, um, a few times now, uh, what's going on here. And you guys have a conversation and then, you know, he stops, right? He, he is aware like, Oh, like I need to deal with this. And he begins to deal with it and you aren't his crutch. And let's say he deals with it for like three or four weeks and then it resurfaces, Right. So that means he's not actually changing. He's not fully changing. It's definitely not your job to change him. So you do kind of have to tread lightly when someone has not 
fully, I don't, I think moving on from a past relationship and moving on from a, um, a past marriage is a little bit different than he being healed from a previous marriage. So you can move on from it and you can have relationships, but I a hundred percent know that especially if it's a previous marriage, there are going to be things in an existing relationship that are going to trigger uh, maybe some um, unhealed wounds of the past in that previous relationship. So again, you do have to tread lightly in this area uh, and you would have to use your own judgment. Like, Hey, is this guy not emotionally available at all? Or is he emotionally available? And he's just working through some of these triggering things that are happening in our relationship. And I know some of you women can relate with that as well, because you've been there. You have been triggered because of your past relationships or because of your ex-husband. And now you're trying to move forward in a relationship, right? So you, you have to use some of your judgment and discernment there. Um, but if he truly cannot let go of a past marriage or a past relationship and it's constantly triggered, it's constantly being brought up. He's not really making headway. Um, when it comes to healing, he says he is, he agrees with you. And then a couple of weeks later, he's um, going back to his old behavior. Then you do have to, at some point, cut him off and move on. So that one's a little bit more up to your judgment. I would highly suggest some sort of counseling or therapy uh, for you or him, uh, depending on who's dealing with the uh, hurts and wounds of a past relationship. Okay, so number three, um, emotionally unavailable, someone who blames others and just lacks self-awareness. So what this means is like if he's not emotionally mature enough to own his own shortcomings and deal with them, um, then he's simply not emotionally mature enough. He is not emotionally available. And especially if he's if he's dealing with those shortcomings by blaming others, of course, he's going to end up blaming you, right? He's going to become critical of you, blame you, and he's not going to make any headway into healing himself so that he can be emotionally available. If he's not emotionally mature enough for you, then he's likely just not emotionally available for you, right? Because you're going to need someone who is uh, mostly on your level of emotional maturity. So number four, unhealed wounds. I've already touched on this a little bit, but if a man uh, is, if he's, if he has a whole lot of unhealed wounds, uh, then he, it's possible he may not be emotionally available. Now I have said this before where I do believe people can get married and have a successful marriage, um, even if they are not completely healed. Okay. Um, I think the vast majority of people who go into, um, marriage are not completely healed. Hence the need for marriage counseling. So there are some fortunate people who just both have really, um, ideal upbringings and, uh, you know, don't have a whole lot of wounds or baggage or trauma from the past. And you end up marrying someone like that. And I'm not definitely not going to say that makes for a perfect marriage at all. Um, but I do think that that they can have some advantages there, right? So you don't have to be completely healed, nor does your partner have to be completely healed. But oftentimes, if there is, if they aren't self-aware enough to recognize that they have some issues that need to be worked on and that they're just, and and that they're actually going to work on them, then I would keep an eye out for that. Again, this does not manifest in a first date, right? One of the things that I hear people, guys will say this all the time, and I think women will too, but 
just because I work with women, I hear about, I, I see men say this in online uh, messaging and, and in their communication to my clients. Like I'm a Christian, but I'm not perfect. I'm a Christian, but I'm not perfect. And like, I get that you aren't perfect, but what does that mean? Like no one's perfect. Does that mean, oh, I'm still having sex with, with you know, everyone that I meet online. So I'm not perfect. I still um, am, am an alcoholic and dealing with my addictions, but so, so yeah, I'm not perfect. Or does that just mean like by the grace of God, I'm not perfect because I'm not going to be perfect until I get to heaven. Like, right. <laughs> that kind of drives me crazy. Like, why does that mean? Like no one's perfect. Why are you clarifying that? We never thought you were perfect to begin with. Um, so when I'm talking, when we're talking about unhealed wounds here, it's like, yeah, if they acknowledge if they're self-aware enough to say, I'm not perfect, like, okay, I get it. Like, I didn't think that you were, you don't need to acknowledge that because I didn't assume that you were perfect. Um, but are, is it like actual, are they actually doing things to better themselves? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I can acknowledge the fact that, Hey, I have issues. I have issues. I have issues, but I'm never doing anything to deal with those issues. Right? Like it, it can, it, when you acknowledge, Hey, I'm not perfect. I have issues. It sounds like because you're aware, you're actually doing something about it, but that's not always the case. You can be aware, but not do anything about it. So ideally someone is self-aware and is working through a healing process because we all have wounds, but that I think self-awareness is uh, very hard to come by. And then the, the challenge of actually um, going through that healing is, is very difficult. So you can see unhealed wounds. They'll manifest in blaming others, right? They'll manifest in being a victim. They'll manifest in not letting go of past relationships. They'll manifest by a, a, a big lack of self um, of self-awareness. Uh, someone who's maybe always pointing out the speck in someone else's eye, but they can't see the plank in his own eye, right? So some of those unhealed wounds are going to manifest in that way. So this is where, again, your judgment comes in and you can't save that person and you can't change that person. He has to have already work, walked through healing in order for him to be emotionally available for you right now. Now, this is gray because healing for, uh, let's say healing when it comes to some, uh, I don't know what an example is like healing when it comes to like, man, I, I used, I made some of these mistakes in the past and some previous relationships like, okay, like some things are just smaller to heal from, right? I've been married three times and I was an addict and I went through this and that in life and um, I've been raped or I've raped, <laughs> right? Like there's some bigger things to heal from. So when I say like he has already had to walk through healing, like that needs to be a journey that he's already on. And what is it that he's healing from? I, you see, like, so this is why it can be kind of gray. Like once you're in it, you have to decide, like, is this person emotionally mature enough for me? Is this person, does he have the emotional availability that I need? Is he still dealing with all of his crap? And I, being a 42-year-old woman, have gone through a couple years of therapy, have been in prayer groups, have uh, accountability groups or mentorship, or I have a pastor or someone who I can look up to, someone who speaks into my life. And then you have this 45-year-old man and you're like, he has, I have compassion for the issues that he has because I dealt with those same things, but he hasn't even started the healing journey. Whereas I'm like 
already halfway through, or at least I've started it, right? Then you have to like, is he emotionally mature enough for you? Is he emotionally available for you? So this is where kind of your own discernment has to come in. But again, if you do detect that he's not emotionally available, you need to walk away. Otherwise you're just in a relationship that is not going anywhere, or at least not where you want it to go, right? Okay, so number five, this is kind of more of an obvious one, like he can't follow up or follow through. Now, people will see this all the time in online dating. I see it all the time in online dating because I'm constantly, you know, on on, um, profiles uh, for different women throughout in different parts of the country, even outside of the States and different ages, right? Like, so... And, and I do, I appreciate when you get to kind of like the 40 to 50 age range and men are in their 40s to 50s, they are better at following up and following through. You can kind of cut through the crap and both men and women in that age bracket typically uh, are better at communicating. Um, and unfortunately, when you get to the 30s, even though someone should be really good at communicating, you would think by their 30s, um, a lot of times I'm still dealing with men in their 30s and, and even young, and especially younger, um, where they lack the follow through. Uh, so sometimes I appreciate it when I have like a client who's a, in her forties or fifties, I'm like, Oh, this is so great. <laughs> I don't have to like, you know, try to decipher what this man's action or inaction is because he just says it. So, you know, you may not depend on your age bracket. And, and honestly, you're going to have some men who are poor at that, even as they get into their forties and fifties as well. Uh, but regardless of the age bracket, I should say, if they are not following up and following through, they are not going to be emotionally available for you. So yeah, I don't want you to ever feel like you have to feel like you're pulling teeth, right? To get someone to communicate with you. Now, again, think of it like you're hanging out with a girl, going out to a happy hour with her, grabbing coffee with her. You're just meeting someone and you guys plan something, right? But she doesn't show like, or she's like, oh my goodness, something came up. I can't come. You're like, oh, maybe this girl is a flake, but I'll give her another chance. And the second time you make plans again. Now there's a family emergency. Something happened in her family. You're like, okay, hopefully she's telling the truth. We'll, we'll plan again. Um, so you make plans again. Maybe there's another excuse or maybe she just doesn't show up and she just stands you up and says, oh my goodness, my phone died. <laughs> and, and you're like, okay, this girl does not have her life together or she doesn't like me or she doesn't want new friends right now. You know, whatever it is, you don't know the answer to, but you're just like, I don't have time for this. It's the same thing with a man. Like if, if he's not, you might give him a couple of chances, which I, you know, I mean, I think one I think, especially if you're meeting someone online, I think giving, being gracious to someone once is fine. But like what I have found is usually if they flake the second time around, they're going to flake the third, fourth and fifth time around. So, I mean, I would, I usually give grace for like one flake and then the second flake you're like, okay, it doesn't always mean that they're a terrible person. It might just mean that they're too busy for dating right now. So often me, or, and it also means that they aren't emotionally available right now. Um, and I can think of a time when I remember, uh, I, I used to work at a nanny agency years ago and there is this gal, I think I've shared this story before on the podcast, but there is this person who we had hired to be a nanny and she was not showing up for her job, which was a big deal because then these parents didn't have childcare like they thought, or she would reach out to us a day before said, Oh my goodness, this emergency came up. So there were so many emergencies in her family and it's always someone's grandma who dies. You know, it's like, man, there's a lot, whole lot of dead grandmas out there. That's always someone's excuse, um, to get out of something their grandma dies. And so 
it might, you might be laughing, but it's true. <laughs> like that's always the excuse I heard. Um, someone's poor grandma. Uh, so, so this lady, or this girl, she just, she had a lot of, ex- and I just had to let her go. I had to essentially terminate her employment, you know, is what we called it. And I didn't say it to her like this, but I was just like, there are too many emergencies in her life, you know, and maybe she's telling the truth about every single emergency. I'll never know. But the fact is she could not keep her employment because there were too many emergencies in her life. So, you know, maybe he's not a horrible guy. Maybe you went on two dates with him and he seems like a great guy. And maybe he really, really is a great guy, but maybe there's just too many emergencies in his life and he's not ready to date. He's not available to date. He's not emotionally available. Okay. So just cut the cord and move on, right? Like it's going to be disappointing, especially because he's so wonderful and so great. But eventually, again, you don't always know this on the first date, but eventually you're going to discover this guy is not emotionally available or maybe just not physically available, right? He can't show up. Okay. Number six, the player. So this is the last of the, of the points I want to make about how to, how to detect or identify the emotionally unavailable man. But the player, you know, he just, as you guys know, he just wants to satisfy his own needs, right? So he's likely surface level, probably super flattering from the get go. Like not just a nice compliment, like, not like, wow, you're really pretty or wow, like your talent, like you have a lot of great talent or you're a really good cook or, um, you seem to have, you know, such, you're, you're so intelligent. You have such a great career. You've always had, you know, whatever those types of nice compliments are, like he's just super flattering from the get go and doesn't even really know you, <laughs> right? You're like, wow, how are you so in love with me when you don't know me? Right. Usually the player and maybe the conversation is only comprised of compliments, right? You're like, what else is underneath the surface here? I get that you think I'm pretty. I get that you think I'm awesome. Like, who are you? Right. Usually that's kind of how you can tell who a player is. I'm um, not usually, I mean, they're probably always like that. Again, you might not detect that right away, but it's really not going to be long before you start to see uh, a lot of the above things that I talked about, like they will start to manifest, right? So he can't follow up or he can't follow through, has unhealed wounds. He's blaming other or lacks self-awareness. He can't let go of the pa- a past relationship. He's not going to open up about himself. And he's definitely not going to ask you deep questions about yourself because then you would probably say, and what about you, right? <laughs> and he doesn't want to answer those questions. So he's going to keep things surfacing level as he's going to work as hard as he can, try as hard as he can to keep things surface level because he does not want a deep relationship or he's going to try to uh, be somewhat deep from the beginning and um, be, have that super flattering self about him, right? Like he's going to be super flattering to you and also very handsy and um, talking about physical things and super flirty. Uh, and so he'll, he might give you a little bit, a, a little bit of what you want, which is a little bit of that depth or that substance, but that's not going to last. So again, you, you have to, uh, be aware of the, the, just the fact that a lot of this stuff doesn't manifest immediately. Right? So those six areas that I mentioned are really a great ways to identify someone who is emotionally unavailable. Now, how to avoid them. It's um, pretty simple. Uh, you just cut the cord once you find out that they are emotionally unavailable. Okay. So it's not so much avoiding them as it is cutting them off. And I'll just, I'll say that again, in order to avoid emotionally unavailable men, it has much less to do with avoiding them because you can't always detect their behavior immediately. You definitely aren't going to see a lot of that from the first couple of dates. 
So it has much more to do with cutting them off once you identify the fact that they are emotionally unavailable. So you can't always avoid these guys, right? You can't always avoid players. You can't always avoid, you know, men who just think you're so attractive and all they want is to have sex with you. Like you can't just avoid those guys. Once you find out who they are, you cut them off and stop. uh, Just as a side note, stop rehearsing that these men came into your life. Stop getting so distracted with all the bad guys online and stop getting so distracted with all the bad men in the world. I mean, they exist. And especially if you're going to go online, you're going to cross paths with them. So stop getting so bogged down by some of these bad guys. It's like, it just, it's going to happen. You're what you're going to, you're going to end up marrying the, the right, a good guy, right? You're going to end up marrying the right one. So anyway, so going back to my point about how to avoid them, it's just when you find out that they are emotionally unavailable, uh, you move on and, and you don't try to change them. You don't try to work with them on their issues. Now, one thing I mentioned earlier about the man who can't move on from a past, uh, relationship some of this stuff, like I said, let's say you're already in a strong relationship and there are some unhealed wounds, some triggers, some stuff, some fears that come up. Then I would say, um, with discretion, that's when you can work with someone in those areas because you aren't perfect either. So the chances are good that some of your own unhealed wounds, some of your own, some, some things are going to trigger you. Some fears are going to arise because you're in a relationship now. So it's, it's mostly like once you're in an established healthy relationship, there might, there will be most likely some junk that is brought to the surface. And that's really the only time that you work with them um, to deal with this stuff. Cause they're likely going to have to work with you to deal with some of your stuff. And really that's marriage in general. And if they're open to it, which hopefully they are, that's when you would suggest counseling, right? Um, let's, let's kind of deal with this issue and get a therapist for, you know, a couple months, six months, whatever that is. Uh, so hopefully that would be an option for you or him. But in those first few weeks before a real relationship is established, you aren't, you don't try to change them. You don't work with them. Does that make sense? Like you don't work with them in the beginning. You take them at face value. You aren't their counselor. Uh, you aren't their healer. You aren't God to them, right? So just to keep in mind, if you are ready right now to get married, your only other option for a person to date is a man who is ready right now to get married, plain and simple. And if he's not emotionally available, he is not ready to get married right now. Now, if you're emotionally unavailable and you are staying in relationships with men who are emotionally unavailable and wondering why you're attracting these men who are emotionally unavailable, it could be because there is some stuff, unhealed stuff happening on the inside of you that is causing you to actually not just go on a first couple of dates, but actually stay in relationships with bad guys, right? There's something that uh, you aren't seeing, you aren't recognizing red flags, you're, you're desperate for a relationship, you can't be alone. There's certain unhealed things on the inside of you that uh, is, it's, it's manifesting in such a way that you are staying in unhealthy relationships. Even if you, maybe you're able to recognize the red flags, you're still staying in the relationship, right? But let's say you are the person who is ready to get married right now. 
uh, you don't stay in those relationships. Uh, you, you just don't. And you only date men who are ready to get married right now. Right. So I hope that this is helpful, especially if you are talking with someone, if you are dating someone, or maybe you're online and you're kind of starting the process of, of dating and getting to know men. Um, you can kind of re-listen to this and write down those six different ways to identify emotionally unavailable men. Again, he won't open up about who he is at all. He can't let go of past relationships. Uh, he lacks self-awareness and blames others. Uh, there's unhealed wounds, right? He, it's not just that he's not perfect but he's not really doing anything to walk out healing. Uh, number five, he can't follow up or follow through. Uh, number six, the player. And I kind of described what that is. If you guys enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it. If you went to iTunes or wherever you listen, it takes like one second to leave a five-star review. And then a few more seconds to actually write a review that helps other, uh, other women just like you, uh, find this podcast. So thanks ladies. I will talk with you next week.